Hello everyone and welcome to episode 39 of the Artful Athlete podcast. Thank you for taking the time and joining me on this little exploration of the body and the different notions and emotions attached to it. After focusing on specific emotions, I've now moved on to more specific body parts. Last week, it was all about the posterior chain, so the back, the shoulders, the hips. This week, we're transitioning to the front of the body. But hang on a second, the title is neck, throat and arm. Neck's not really at the front of the body. I know, I know, I'm very aware of that, believe me. Uh, <laughs> if you've listened to previous episodes, you know I've got quite the history with my little neck. But the neck is a tube in many ways, a little tube upon which sits your head. And because it's connected to the throat, I'm putting it there. So without further ado, let's get started. The neck. Two parts, throat at the front, nape at the back. Together, these form the neck. This area of the body that we all get blocked from time to time because of tension, of sleeping the wrong way, of having your shoulders so high that they try to merge, with your neck, bending the head down to look at your phone or your laptop all the time. It's what allows us to look left and right before crossing, or right and left depending on the country you're in, obviously. It's what allows us to look up to the sun in the summer and look to the floor in winter so that we don't fall. And it carries the head. Heavy is the head, full stop. A head is heavy because it's full of things. Brain, neurons, muscles, um, hair, teeth, Tongue, ears, jaw, thoughts, dreams, aspiration, stress, nightmare, yep, it's pretty full. And therefore, it's gonna be heavy. The neck is the area where thought turns into action, through speech or actual movement. Friendly reminder that the spine goes all the way to the top of the nape, inside, underneath the skin, then the muscle. It's not waiting patiently at the top of the back in between the shoulders. It goes all the way up. Your head is attached to it. Your hips are connected to your head through the spine. A spine, a healthy spine, is a flexi-flexible spine. That's handy because it allows you to transition from right to left, from sky to floor, and all the diagonal versions of these movements with ease. And that's this notion of flexibility that really stays dominant when looking at the neck. That and this split between front and back nape and throat. The nape is home to a convoluted neural system, the way we've integrated and accepted our past and how we carry our confidence. Head held high or bowed heads, that's the difference. It's already in the language people like many things. According to holistic medicine, when we experience pain in the nape of the neck, it could also mean that we're experiencing a block of sorts in our ability to embody our vision and desires, to give birth to it. We're not in a position where we can act for internal or external reasons. The throat is this exchange chamber. Air turns into sound, inner dialogue gets vocalised. Mind and emotions meet in the throat. And this is where we decide to express or repress our voice. The inner one and the sound one, the capital V and the little v. I haven't done that one in a while. <laughs> so it's a place where we communicate our satisfaction. It's also a place where we'll put the tools in place to censor ourselves or to digest something. In French, we have this wonderful expression of la voir en travers de la gorge. And I believe the equivalent in English is 
to have something stuck in your throat. It's not coming out. It was hurtful and stayed in there, in that transfer zone. Transfer and exchange because it's not just all about mind and emotions and air and sound. The foods you ingest travel down the esophagus and that pipe travels down your throat. An open and free throat combined to a relaxed neck is absolute heaven. If something's lodged in there, though, it's okay. No judgment, just acceptance and perhaps some stretching, some hydration, some breath work and some release to free it all. Don't hesitate to get in touch if you have any questions. I'll happily talk to you about it. I've got a long history of working with throats, voices and necks. Moving further down, let's talk arms. I feel they often get neglected. Arms are great. They're connected to the trunk, through the shoulders. See previous episode for shoulder knowledge. They're the home of many joints and articulations. The big ones being obviously the elbows and the wrists. The smaller ones living in the fingers, in the hand. Reminder, friendly, neck pain fact. Neck tension can be felt all the way down the fingertips. Why? Because magic. But also because of the nerves that travel from the nape of the neck, down the scapula, underneath the clavicles, through the shoulder, all the way down, down, down to the hands. Fancy that! Our big joints, elbows and wrists, have also been associated with different emotional responses by Chinese medicine and holistic practices. Elbows are a reminder of our ability to accept the action, the motion we're presented with. Emotion turns into action. We take action or we let go. Letting go is an action in itself. It's a release. And the elbow, interestingly enough, is then the place where our ability to go forward with this action is put to the test. When tension arises, it could be because of the relationship we have with the act of doing itself. So maybe we need to revisit the way we connect to this act of doing and the way we've performed actions in the past. Interestingly enough, it's also a place that's connected to anger born from a binding situation, a moment where we feel we're trapped and not independent anymore. When it comes to wrists, it's the joint that allows us to destroy or receive. Like the neck, it's an area that requires flexibility to feed yourself, to dust and remove the crumbs off the couch, to shake someone's hand or to karate chop, to slap. Backhanded or not, that starts from the wrist. So it's the place where we embody the choice made in the throat, made in the heart, made in the brain. You accept, so you open the wrist and open the hand, or you block, you close the hand, you close the wrist and turn the hand into a fist, or you raise the hand to signal that this is the stop motion. And when you communicate and speak with your hands, that motion starts from the elbow and goes into the wrist. The hands, the doers of our lovely arm extension, follows the quality of the flow from these two lovely joints. And where did that flow start originally? Well, it's been influenced by the message in the neck and the throat. See, there is actual logic to my madness. Let's talk trunk and legs next week. This way we'll have done a nice little tour of our body and the invisible stuff it carries. And hopefully you're starting to see how the voice is connecting all of this. More about that next week. I'll speak to you soon.